Morning on this July 2nd, 2019. This is a lesson that uh, the Lord taught me while finishing up study on a master's degree uh, in biblical studies or as the current structure of the seminary changed to theological studies. Uh, I know it's not of God, but I'll submit to the leadership on that one. Um, back on June the 20th, 2018, God kind of shared this with me. And as I use the uh, blessing of this time between, quiet time between the Lord to hear Him, uh, He reminds me I still had lessons that He gave to me to share with y'all. I'm going to go ahead and use the ESV. This goes through, we're going to go jump in between... Um, Acts chapter 27, 7 through 44 is the concept. Don't worry, I'm not going to read it all. Um, this is when Paul's final journey when he was on his way to Rome. Uh didn't say he had any other journeys. He was going up to appeal to Caesar, which means he was going to preach the gospel. And that's exactly where Paul, Paul was m- murdered for the uh, testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh... He was going up to stand for it. And through verse 24 and 25, uh, goes back a little bit, three, that an angel of, the God, an angel of God was sent to Paul uh, because Paul was a believer and he worshiped God and he belonged to him. And he said, do not, be, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who stand with you. They were in the midst of a storm. Uh, these are seasoned um sailors <laughs> they knew how to do shit but they didn't navigate properly they if you go back further they um they tried to avoid a certain a certain city or a certain um port and they by staying out the sea but that actually put them in the deep of it um now you know seasoned sailors using our secular talents and wisdom this is like a side lesson. It is very much a lesson. Um, think, well, we've, we've been in storms before, so we can certainly get ourselves out of a storm out there. We'll ride it out. And, yeah, using secular wisdom. But, you know, it was thinking when you study the whole scripture all the way down through 44, this storm was is being it was by, brought down by God to show who he is and how powerful he is. Now, God had told Paul, that uh, he had to get through. You know, as long as they stayed in there, they knew they were going to run aground. It was going to go on some island. It was actually Malta, if you read back further on it. Um, they were doing everything to seek to escape the ship. Well, it's great. The ship's getting ready to go crash. It's getting ready to, you know, they were already in under 20 and 15 fathoms. The water was becoming shallow. Uh, they were fearing they were going to run run aground. They had four anchors on that. That was a good sized ship, actually, because most ships only have one or two anchors. So that's definitely a large boat with a large ship. Uh, um, the centurion is the one that manages the, shoulder, the um, soldiers. Uh, Paul tells them in verse 31, saying, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Because, uh, yeah, you think if you're going to jump in the middle of a... Uh, 
It's already shallow water, shallowing water, I should say. Um, if you're in the middle of a storm and you're jumping out of a ship, you're pretty much going to die. Um, you know, now, the ship did run aground, um, but let's roll all the way back down to um, 43 and 44. But the centurion wishing to save Paul kept them from carrying out the plan. Okay, he stopped them from jumping over. Now, back then, when you're charged with prisoners, and Paul wasn't the only prisoner on there. Um, he was the only one going to Caesar. We don't know where the other ones were going. Probably some prison. They probably would have eventually been um, been executed. We don't know that. You know, but that, and that's not the point of that. Um, you want to kill the prisoners because you don't want to be charged. As a soldier, you don't want to be charged with um, letting uh, prisoners escape. So that's it. Kill them and then save yourself. Um, but the centurion, who obviously believed Paul, there was 276 people in that ship. He ordered those that could swim to jump overboard. At that point, God already allowed that ship to become close enough to the island, swim, and make it to land. That included the prisoners as well as the soldiers. You know, they're not going to go try to swim away and know they're going to die. Um, and then the rest of them, when that ship broke apart, guess what God provided? Self-made lifeboats, planks and pieces of the ship. And they just, you know, they just kind of kicked. And at that point, all you got to do is just kick, you know, right into, right into the shore. All 276 were saved because God told Paul, let make sure they stay in the ship. By being in that ship with Paul, and it wasn't that Paul saved them. It was God that saved them. They stayed um, safe because Paul obeyed, was, Paul was obeying God. In his command to get to Caesar, in the command he spoke them. Well, okay, God told him this, and he spoke that. He says, "Obey God." God says, "Stay in the ship for a season." Back then, when they all wanted to go with the lifeboats, they let the lifeboats go. When they heard that one, I says, "You know what? We're going to believe this man. There's something about this man that's right. We're right with God. We know this is an innocent man, but he's being tried by. He's being." tried by false witnesses so we're going to believe him there's something about him you know we need if he's listening to god and that must be the only true and living god because he hasn't been wrong yet god's never wrong never we are all the time um when we try and use our own wisdom that's the first example jump over to jonah God told him to go and preach the gospel, basically, in a nutshell. You know, <laughs> preach God um, to Nineveh, to the Ninevites, who were Syrians, who were enemies of God, who were enemy of God's people. I mean, for a season, God allowed them to be captive because of Israel's disobedience. But Jonah jumped in the ship, went all the way down in the belly of it, the bottom of it. He obviously didn't get no luxury seat like on a cruise ship. He wasn't sitting up on deck out there sunning himself. Well, it was a storm, so I'm sure there was no sun. Got a lot of storm to raise up because of Jonah. When we disobey, God's going to get our attention with a storm of some kind. It's going to move us to myself. I told you to go over here. You're not going to go. You're not going to go. 
I'm, I'm going to get you over there. We know guy got Jonah where he needed to be. Um, every one of those people in that, every one of those guys in that ship would have died. They, again, they were seasoned ship, shipmen, ship people, uh, whatever you call them. They were seasoned sailors. I'm sorry. Um, they knew what they were doing. They'd been in the storms before, but somehow that storm, we can tell by reading it, was different. We can look at all the different storms. We've seen movies out there of people that were caught on, uh, in storms. A seasoned sailor knows how to ride it out. Whether you're in the military, in the Navy, or not, you know how to ride out a storm. There's a way to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'd probably die. Uh, well, matter of fact, most likely I'd die. Uh, there's, but there's a way you can ride it out. Guess what? If God's in that storm and with that storm to get somebody's attention, to obey him, you ain't riding it out. None, none of your human wisdom is going to win over. Oh, submit to God through Jesus Christ right now. <laughs> but, um, so Jonah knew, obviously, he was still a prophet of God. He was still called. He still wasn't where he was supposed to be. He still needed to repent before God. So he knew, he's a, you know, he knew in his spirit and in his heart. So he couldn't let these guys, if these guys die, they're gonna, it's gonna be my fault and it's gonna be something else on my soul. The, the, the blood. It's Ezekiel was told the truth of God. Says you need to go get this message. If you don't, and they die in their sins, they're in hell. But their souls are on your are, are on your blood. Their blood is on your soul. We don't want that. When God tells us to go, go to somebody and says you need to believe in Jesus Christ. He's calling you. He wants to save you. They may not. They may reject you at that moment. God probably already got in this plan to send somebody else. But you need to go. Where God tells you to go, you need to go. God tells you to speak to somebody, you need to speak to that person. If they die in their sins, it's on you, Bubba. It's on you, Missy. I'm going to make sure I have a gender corrector. I'm going to be proper. <laughs> Jonah one twelve is the... Um, key verse that God gave me as an example. He said, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest, this is the ESV by the way, same one, has come upon you. See, they didn't want to do it. They said, Wait a minute. He wants us to kill this man? If we kill this man, what's the God's going to do? Now, they didn't believe in God. These guys weren't believers. Oh, they eventually became believers. You know, they, they tried to do They still tried to fight it. They still tried to go through up there. They even cried out, Lord, oh, Lord, let us not perish for this man's life. This is 14. And lay not on his innocent blood. No, he wasn't innocent. <laughs> he was guilty before God. Um, for you, oh, Lord, have done as you please. So I picked him up and threw him in the sea. And that storm stopped. And then they feared God. They feared the Lord. Uh, at that point, verses 12 through 15, when they did so. Verse 8, and they said, Tell us by whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? And where do you come from? Where is, what is your country? See, he was laying down. All the others were trying to help throw the balance out, get rid of their stuff out there. Trying to, they figure if they lighten the load, they can ride out that storm. Um, this says, what causes it? Because of me. Because I'm disobeying God. 
verse 10, when Jonah was fleeing from the presence of God. Then the man exceedingly afraid says, what is this you have done? They know it because of him. They realized it, you know, for the men knew he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. The moment he says, I'm a prophet of God, after they says, you trying to kill us? And he had to do it. You know, the lesson I want from these two that I'm that I want that I need to take from this and I want to share with you all. Two questions to ask yourself: Who will God bless by our you know, by by your obedience or by our obedience? Who's in the household with you that if a tornado comes up, the storm comes up, God tells you, "That's okay, I got your back." And as long as they're in the house with you, don't let them go out. Don't let them flee. And I'm not saying that's the answer. There may be time to say, get out of their house and go here. Take them with you. Says, you may not believe it. It may sound foolish. We're going to stay here. Let it go. We need to go over there. If they know you're a man or a woman of God, they're not going to know why they're doing it, but they're going to follow you. They're going to go, okay, let's believe him. If you're in the home, if you're in a house right now, if you're in a building, um, yeah, turn out coming up. Most people are gonna want to flee and go outside and go in the ditch. If God's spoken to you, and you're 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 learning to hear His voice and you're obeying it, and if He says, just stay right there, that storm, that tornado is gonna is gonna destroy everything around you, but that building is gonna remain standing. But they have to stay in that home. They have to stay in that building. I have seen it. I've seen mobile homes get one mobile home in the midst of all of them. Everybody says mobile homes are bad. I've seen one. I've seen pictures of mobile homes standing, and all around them is totally destroyed. You tell me that wasn't a guy protecting the occupants in that home. Satan ain't gonna protect his own. Second question we need to ask ourselves: Who will be harmed or harmed or killed if you continue to disobey God? You, you, we have the message of Jesus Christ. We have the gospel. If we don't, if God tells you to go warn somebody, I think you. Know, who is it that God told you to go um, tell the gospel to right now? He's already been softening the heart. You're gonna rebel because it's that. Well, I'm at work. I can't do that. I get fired. You're gonna trust God, or you're gonna um, trust another human being. That human being is not doesn't control you. God does. You're going to let them die. If God's telling you to go speak the gospel to somebody so he can save them. Because salvation comes from hearing the message of Jesus Christ. Not just by uh, silence. There's going to come a time where we're going to have to speak the gospel. So again, take those two questions, ponder them. I don't know where you're at. I don't know who this is for. Oh, I got to think about this myself. So again, who will God bless by our obedience and save and spare? Who will be harmed or killed if you continue to disobey God? Okay, now I got to go cry. I got to break. So thank you all. May you ponder that and may you be blessed in the Lord. Amen.